0: What's up, Mark Bell's Proud Project fam? This episode is brought to you by Piedmontese Beef. Now, Andrew, you usually like dieting on like high carb, lower fat,
1: and you're doing a lot of Piedmontese, so mm-hmm. I need you to tell me about it. Yeah, dude. So the one steak that I just, I, I put it above every every other steak on the planet is, of course, Piedmontese flat iron steak. Now, if you are familiar with that type of cut, uh, you might be thinking like, no, Andrew's tripping. Like that, that thing is full of fat. There's no way that you're dieting on that type of steak, especially one that good. But let me tell you the uh, nutritional facts from a flat iron steak from Piedmontese. All right, you ready? 23 grams of protein, one gram of fat, Two grams of carbs what can you repeat double, that please yep let me i just had to double check because even though i know this i had to double check 23 grams of protein one gram of fat two carbs what the hell tell me what diet that that doesn't fit I don't know. Dude, so when you're looking at macros and stuff, especially if you're in a more of a bodybuilding type of diet, there's absolutely nothing on the planet that can fit better for you than a Piedmontese flat iron steak. Uh, on top of it being like the most amazing nutritional macro friendly uh, steak, it tastes incredible. Uh, I gave one to my father-in-law. He almost had a heart attack. It's like legit. Oh. Like he like couldn't understand how it tasted so good. Uh, the heart attack was from the excitement, not from like eating meat. That's not what this is all about. But what I'm trying to say is that it's the best steak on the planet. Uh, I mean, that's just one of the many steaks, but to me, that's like my number one steak from Piedmontese beef. For more information, please head over to piedmontese.com. That's P-I-E-D-M-O-N-T-E-S-E.com. Check out enter promo code POWERPROJECT for 25% off your order. And if your order is $99 or more, you get free two-day shipping.
2: Wrestling dolls
0: and shit like that. you know, Action figures yeah it's pokemon and power rangers for me man pokemon yeah. power rangers dragon ball z yeah.
2: transformers i had oh, that was, those were those cool those
0: were
1: cool yeah i just yeah. missed pokemon like that whole craze like
2: yeah. i yeah i was a little bit too old for it. it's the best thing ever That's i a had cool. a gi joe and stuff like that <laughs> It's very 80s yeah, yeah, yeah. all <laughs> that stuff yeah. mm-hmm.
1: did you have the <laughs> uh so Like the Michael Jordan, like figuring thing that was like in a box. It was a collectible thing. I don't think so. I was supposed to keep it in the box, Mm. but I just wanted to like, I want to play with collectible. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's probably worth hell of money now. Who knows what the hell I did with it. I remember cabbage patch kids. That was weird. Remember? I never never had that. Garbage (laughs) pail (laughs) kids. Yeah. Garbage pail kids. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. It was like
0: playing cards or something. right? Yeah. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Chia pets were interesting. Never had
1: one. Yeah, chia pet. Yeah, those are. Weird. <laughs> what you of, guys did. We have of, one of Trump. They like do? His, his yeah. Hair yeah. grows. Yeah. yeah, that's great. <laughs> what about the uh, the what was it? Gia called Trump. It was like yeah. a like a digital thing that you would raise like an animal. Oh, a Furby. No, oh. although those were a thing. I know what you're talking about. Is it Digimon? Oh, Digimon? Yes. Or is that
0: that. like an anime? No, Digimon's an anime. This is something different. I know what you're talking about, but it's different. What
1: was that thing? I never had those either. But I would see kids with them. Yeah. Yeah. Furby's weird. Furby is creepy.
2: My Furby wife I a Furby right? and it like, got sick. Like first AI, right? Like it, and was it just pretty... kept, it's like sneezed all the time.
0: But it's the thing with like big <laughs> eyes and like a beak. Yeah. That shit's a nightmare fuel. Yeah, it was cute. <laughs> like, that's
2: not cute. It was totally horrifying. And, <laughs> and like I said, ours was sick all the time. Oh. Ugh, man. <laughs> it would just say all, it would say the same thing all the time. It would say, wait, no. We're like, what does that mean? <laughs> it's a curse, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Furby's cursing your ass. <laughs> and it's just sneezing and like coughing. We're like, what the hell happened? into it i never understood how people could keep that in their home like it was terrifying yeah like, I of it quick. <laughs> oh man i mean yeah. nowadays everybody would know that 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 would be something like spying on you right for sure you can't buy those things now no no there's a be, camera you gotta be yeah. Yeah. you gotta be more careful nowadays yeah all right well it's what february 2nd is that right yep Yep. one two Did two, get two. That right mm-hmm. that. it's tuesday tuesday Wow. Is it Tuesday? I don't know about that part. 21 on a Tuesday. I'm on fire today. <laughs> two for two. Two for Tuesday. And uh, World Carnivore Month is over. Aww. And so now it's time to stack up those Twinkies and donuts. Hell yeah. And brownies and ice cream and Big Macs and French fries. Mm. And just go all in on that, right? No more carnivore until January 2022. Yeah, no more. And no, <laughs> more, like meat.
1: no more meat. No more meat. According to some of the the comments on one, uh, we put out a video message to vegans from from Rob Wolf. Okay, Rob Wolf's chill. Of course, it's going to offend people. But somebody had said that, like, uh, Biden is putting in some kind of something to where cattle farms are going to be converted over to crops Mm. and stuff and being weird. So, yeah, maybe we won't have meat for a while. Not sure. Also didn't look into it, but, you know. If it's on our YouTube comment section, then it's,
2: it's probably the truth, right? The (laughs) truth.com. Yeah. So, uh, for today we'll talk about, you know, transitioning out of the carnivore diet or if you even should, uh, I guess I would start out by saying that if you joined us for world carnivore month, thank you and congratulations, especially for those of you that were able to complete the whole month. For those of you that weren't, there's no reason to beat yourself up. If you joined in late, which I heard a lot of people saying, oh, I didn't join in until the 15th or the 20th or, you know, somebody was like, I didn't even know it was World Carnivore Month. So I just started mm-hmm. today and it was like, you know, right towards the end there. But give it, a, give it a go for a month. See if you can stick with it. If you can't stick with it, if you uh, end up, you know, eating a burrito at lunch and you are falling off and you end up drinking some alcohol and you just... Go back on the diet. Just go back to it. Each time you go back to it. Don't beat yourself up. Don't say, I need to do this for an extra 10 days. Don't say, uh, I'm going to you know, run 10 miles <laughs> because you messed up or whatever. Just go back to the diet. You're always one meal away from being back on the plan. So even if you did something, um, it's not the worst thing in the world. All we're trying to do, you got to remember what I'm trying to convey and what we try to show you guys on this podcast is I just would love for a lot of you guys and girls to be better than you were yesterday. Mm. So whatever way we can all figure that out together, that would be great. And uh, I don't care if you eat some spinach. I don't care if you eat some broccoli. uh, I don't care if you went off plan, whatever it is, just try to get back to it the best that you can and uh, make the commitment there. If the carnivore diet is something that is working really well for you and you are a person that is struggled with diet and you're a person that has been heavy for a long time then there's really no reason for you to come off of this diet i don't think i would i would recommend that you stick with it for a little while longer uh until you get to a spot where you think that you can transition out and do something a little bit different
0: yeah i think our last guest that we just had before this podcast Will cole he said something that's super important diet enjoyment you know what I mean? If, right. if, first off, if you're enjoying the carnivore diet uh, and you're enjoying eating like that, don't think that like you have to switch out of it. Right. Um, but, you know, if you know, what would you say to the person who's like, OK, I'm doing this. And I think actually doing a carnivore diet or a diet like keto or something that does restrict some hyper palatable foods that changes your palate. So over time, with somebody doing that, their cravings for certain foods go away, which I think then will make it easier for them to transition out and add some other foods in that aren't i love it when people say this insulting mm-hmm. to their diet <laughs> will cole said
2: that, and i think you yeah. said that yeah. also i love mm. that <laughs> i'm insulted your stomach's all insulted yeah you know i think there's some things to be careful with here so anytime you're like i actually don't think it's a good idea to say that you're coming off of a diet mm. okay um i don't even really like i don't really like um I don't even really like when people say they came off their diet because I think that everything you eat is part of your diet, you know, and I, I think I think this is just a mindset thing. This isn't really like, um, yeah, you are going you are on plan and then you're off plan. So I get the dialogue. I understand why people are saying it, but I think the mindset would be better in saying, yeah, you know, I, I went against my diet last night and I, and I ate some things that I normally don't eat, but. You know, I'm in this for the long haul. I'm trying to be better than I was last year, or trying to be better than I was a few months ago, and I'm still making progress towards that. And, the you know, the 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 end goal uh, is still in sight. You know, I'm not far off from that or whatever it might be. But there's some things to be careful of with this is if you did the carnivore diet for a month or you've been uh, on a good plan for a while. Coming off of that plan, there's. A few things to really consider what you just said about the palate is huge because you may have retrained your palate over the course of the last two, three, four weeks or so. If you retrained it, then you're in a great place and you don't want to untrain it and you don't want to end up going back to some bad habits. So if if you've gotten yourself out of some bad habits and you have leaned more towards some healthier habits, you traded out your ice cream at night for for yogurt. Uh, You traded out your um, your sweets uh, certain times of the day for a protein shake. It's like, man, you made so much progress. Let's let's really work hard to make sure we don't revert back to the way that we were before. Mm -hmm. So if you are thinking like, okay, now it's February and open up the floodgates and I'm going to eat whatever. I don't think that's a good idea. I think that it would be more reasonable to just say, you know what? I'm going to have a little bit of what I want each day for the next couple days. Um, but you're not going to do it all day. You're still going to exercise. You're still going to walk. You're still going to lift four, five, six, seven days. Should should be totally fine. However, you need to also know what kind of person you are. Like if you're the person that, you know, the bag of cookies are open and, and now they're you're going to eat the whole entire thing, uh, then that might not be great. <laughs> um, for me, you know, through, through the month of the carnivore diet th- this year, um, I ate some carbohydrates. I had some rice. I had some potato a little bit here and there. I didn't eat crazy amount of carbs, but I had some vegetables as well, which have a little bit of carbohydrates in them. And, uh, I did that so that it, the month would be easier. So it'd be more enjoyable. What we just talked about a couple of seconds ago keeping the diet enjoyable. I was like, it would just be easier, just be more enjoyable. I know I can do it without that because I've done it before. Um, But I didn't, I also didn't see any extra value in removing an entire macronutrient from my diet and then being on a zero carb diet for me personally. So whether I have a hundred carbs in there or zero, it just didn't matter that much because how many calories of carbohydrates is that really? It really doesn't add up to be much, especially when you consider uh, how many calories it is or how many carbohydrate it is for the entire month it's not that much mm-hmm. what i think you need to be careful of as well is when you transition out of it is your insulin muscle you know the, the, the human body um, it, it 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 um keeps track of like what what you're doing um to the point where <clears throat> to the point where looking at the sunlight in the morning your your body's like a robot <laughs> it's like a sophisticated yeah. Fully integrated robot that you know, you could say you can go to the smartest person in the world. Actually, you could take you could take uh, a thousand of the smartest people in the world and you could have unlimited resources and money and say, build a human being, and they can't fucking even come close. to And and uh, who knows? Maybe they maybe they never will. Can't come close because the human body is really sophisticated but even just looking at the sunlight in the morning sets your circadian rhythm up for the whole day and there's some evidence that it you know might uh you know set your insulin sensitivity and how you react to food and like it's just this whole giant cascade of things but my point here is that everything that we have everything that we have inside the human body uh all works a little bit like a muscle you use it or you lose it or you use it and or it might atrophy it might dissipate it might uh not die but it might just chill you know if you're not secreting insulin because you're not having much glucose throughout an entire month you're on a specific diet whatever it might be well we got to retrain the body to uh get used to that insulin once again and uh i don't have scientific proof of this this is uh a theory and this is uh just going based off of some um my own uh, diet over the years, I've noticed that when I go from a keto diet and I go from very restricted carbohydrates to bam, eating a ton of carbohydrates that I can get bloated. I can get big and bigger, faster, <laughs> like fatter. I can mm-hmm. put fat on quickly because my body's just not used to it. So if you were on the carnivore diet and you're thinking about transitioning into something else, I would just do so. I would I would kind of ease my way into it. You know, if you didn't have it, hardly any carbohydrates for a little bit, start to bring in, you know, 50 to 100 grams here and there. You could probably have, you know, up to 200 grams very safely a day um, and just try to make sure you're not eating tons of sugar and and things of that nature. But give yourself a week, Mm -hmm. give yourself at least one week to get used to your body. Um, You know, now now uh, producing some insulin because you're spiking it up with some glucose. Yeah, there are a lot of different ways to do it. Like, for example, you know, if you're coming off of. If you're
0: coming off of just doing carnivore and you want to add some carbs in, you could have like in one of your meals during the day, you'll have some carbohydrates with that meal, mm-hmm. whether it's like potatoes, rice. How do you feel about fruits, actually? Yeah, like, great. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, just add it in one wheel and then you don't even have to do that every single day. Like you could do one day where you're strictly carnivore. The next day you have carbs with one meal. The next day you have carbs with one meal. The next day you have, you know, you strictly carnivore, you could legitimately switch it up so that you have a little bit of variability, but just making sure that, you know, you're not having a lot of carbs and a lot of fats and multiple meals during the day because that's when things can get just kind of out of line. Mm -hmm. It's very like I've done that before. It's very easy to just start adding and then overeating a lot over time. Um, so it it is a really simple process and that could actually help you as you continue dieting. I think that, you know, if you were doing world carnivore month and it was working for you, then yeah, you can keep doing it. But if you still want to continue dropping body fat and dropping weight and you want to add a little bit more flexibility in, you could do what we just mentioned here, mm-hmm. adding carbs to a meal, doing more, just switching between
2: carnivore from day to day. Um, and you could still make long-term progress. Yeah. You know, for me, the the plan is uh, this week. Um, I'm still going to do my normal nutrition and where I can, if there's spots where I can peel off a little bit of calories um, in order to eat a little bit more junk at night or something like that, I'm probably going to take that opportunity. So if I can fast in the morning or if I could cut my food off earlier at night and end up with a little bit longer uh, period of time where I'm not eating, uh, I'll probably take advantage of that. So that like I did last night, I had some ice cream and I had some cookie dough. Mm-hmm. Cookie dough is like mm-hmm. my favorite thing. Uh, peanut butter cups and cookie dough are like, they're like the same for me. Like they're on the same level for that next level for me. I love, I love that kind of stuff. So, um, if I'm, I'm just going to make a little room for that for the next couple of days, I don't think it will have any negative impact on my physique unless, unless I'm really overeating. Um, you know, it's not like I sat there and ate, you know, entire, you know, thing of cookie dough. I ate a decent amount of it, but I didn't eat a whole entire thing of it. Uh, and I had half a thing of, uh, which we talked about the other day about putting back half of your uh, Ben and Jerry's, like how disappointing that is. But I did. I only ate half of it. It's a skill, man. <laughs> I've done that too. And it's surprising. Yeah. Well, I was like, well, I'll probably want to have some more ice cream tomorrow. So I'll just save it for tomorrow. Adulting. Yeah, no, right. Like turning into a, uh, like a, a real person <laughs> and not not just an animal not just a savage yeah i was gonna say so it of like the uh, same carbs for
1: one meal a day do you think that's just gonna help protect people from like that, that slippery slope that you were kind of alluding to you know if like oh if i have like i'm gonna have some potatoes you know with breakfast and then at lunchtime comes around we we'll already had potatoes so maybe i'll have a sandwich with bread you know i don't know it's still the example but like if they say like no i'm gonna have it just once do you think that's just like an easy safeguard to Im- implement every day? I think it
0: generally, I think it is because when you think about like how much and how easily carbs can sneak up on you through different foods, like let's just say, like, you're like, huh, you know, I want to change up and have some burritos and you make two burritos and the tortillas, you didn't realize they're 30 grams of carbs per tortilla and they right. end up being 60 grams of carbs for that meal. Well, if you have like what two other meals during the day and another meal you have like some rice that you don't really measure, right? Um, that could end up being another 60, 70 plus whatever else you put in the meal. It can add up. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying if you're coming from carnivore where you were eating no carbohydrates, right. Uh, just to make it easy, have some carbs in one meal so that like, you're not, you're not un like unintentionally having too many carbs during the day. Mm-hmm. Cause again, if, if you're having it in every single meal and you're not counting, which many people aren't counting um, that number can sneak up on you. Right. But it's harder. like, if you have your carbohydrates in one meal, you can see what you're doing in that meal and you'll, you'll kind of know like, right, this is probably too much. And you can, you can rail it back, but throughout the day, when you're not thinking you have work, you have family, you have all these other things you're dealing with and you're
2: adding carbs into different meals of the day that can sneak up on you. I kept it pretty simple for myself yesterday. I had, um, a very normal throughout the day, uh, didn't eat any carbohydrates until later on in the evening. And at dinner I had chicken. Um, my wife made chicken with like this corn thing and peppers and it was really good. And then I also had some potatoes. Um, and then, you know, afterwards I knew I was going to eat some like ice cream. So that, that was pretty much it. But it was just like, I, I put the carbs kind of in one slot in one spot, you know, I'm going to eat them in this, you know, two hour time frame or whatever it is while I'm hanging with my family and while I'm like watching TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so this week will be a little bit, uh, you'll, I'll, uh, I'll be doing kind of a, a good amount of that. Just eating carbs probably, you know, about once a day. Um, that's something that Ted Naiman, uh, recommended as well. And it's probably just to, you know, uh, keep in check the overall amount of carbs that you do eat. Um, I, I would say like, it's not like you can't have fun with it. It's not like you can't, um, you know, you can certainly, uh, utilize the opportunity to eat i know some people have candy like while they're doing like a workout you know you want to eat some starburst or uh sour patch kids or something during a training session this is a good time to uh mess around with something like that when you came off of a previous diet but just like a bodybuilding show you as much as you would love to just say hey you know f it i'm gonna go all in uh it's a big mistake you know it's a big mistake if you lost like 10 pounds you're really actually set up really, really well right now to gain 20. So that's what you have to think about because you have kind of forced yourself to be someone that you're really not yet. When you, when you lose body weight, it takes a while for that to substantiate and for that to be like an actual thing for you to actually be this lighter body weight. If you went from 200 to 180, yes, you weigh 180 that morning, that day, but how easily could you weigh 190? You know, it's kind of a fal it's kind of almost like a false reading. Like it's not a it's not a true weight quite yet. It's like a weigh in for a for a um for a fight or something. Mm-hmm. You weigh one eighty for a split second. You know, we need to get you down if we're working on losing body fat or whatever it is, we need to get you down to more like one you know, one hundred seventy five, one seventy for you to have a little bit more wiggle room to where we can say, Hey, you know what, you could just take a week off and kinda eat <laughs> you know, go hog wild or whatever. But I don't really think there's ever a scenario where you really want to just totally let loose like that because the bad habits sneak back in and it would be really hard to go from a week of just doing whatever, whenever you wanted to and having no rules. Now you go back to trying to have rules would be it'd be way too
0: difficult. I mean, like, really think about all the stories you've heard of people that have gone on a specific diet, lost a lot of weight, a lot of weight. They literally had that transformation they go back to their old habits and literally in half the time they've gained all that weight back and potentially more I I see that a lot. And I hear that a lot and it's because yeah, you did all this great stuff to get here, but then you just reintroduced all the shit like all at Mm -hmm. once and you couldn't control the influx of what was happening. So you just got all those bad habits and reverted back to who you were before. Whereas if you're doing this right now, you can bring in things slowly in a very controlled manner and, and, and enjoy your life, but don't, don't a uh, let me say this. It took me years of training to be able to eat half a Ben and Jerry's <laughs> real talk. Mm-hmm. Like remember the day I mentioned that it was yeah. a few months ago and I was yeah. like, I was all happy. I was like, I only ate half a uh, half a freaking thing. It took a while for me yeah. to do that, man.
2: <laughs> it takes. it It's it's training. You know, you said the key term there. It's training like you don't have. Uh those costco uh huh, nope what hidden valley is yeah what it's called? hidden valley uh granola bars if you yeah. man that'd be a mess
1: if you guys got me that because nature's valley they'd be nature's valley they, nature's they valley yeah H- Nature hidden valley.
2: valley is the uh like the salad dressing oh, oh. okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> nature's, valley. <laughs> <laughs> nature's valley yeah and they also nature's valley also makes those like uh those bars that have like the it's like a butter? sandwich yeah they have peanut butter oh or, they're or, so good or like almond what? cinnamon yes yes my daughter always gets the almond cinnamon oh, ones, oh, and they are so so good. What the? I've they never... don't even seem like they should be good, but they're so good. They're <laughs> like really dry, yeah. like they they cr- they crumble all over the place. So one of those all things. Over. You got to chew and suck at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> they're great with milk. That's
0: one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, you the, need, yeah, you need some milk with the that. Granola side. bars. I dip in milk mm-hmm. and just drink some milk and. Uh,
2: it's not good, oh, man. man. <laughs> And seem as a little unstable right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. But yeah, you got to be careful those bad habits don't creep back in. Um, and something I'm going to be messing around with uh, after this week is over is I'm going to mess around with some of Joel Green's recommendations. So Joel uh, has had people doing this for years. He's done it for years where he eats a protein and fat meal about 30 minutes prior it's not necessarily always a meal, sometimes it's literally just like an egg or two, like a hard boiled egg or something like that um He has a fat and uh, protein meal about thirty minutes prior to eating mm-hmm. and um and it's not like it's not like an onslaught of eating. It's not like you just go and just eat whatever amount you want and it's not like the whole thing is uh negated. however, you can mitigate it you can mitigate at least at least with the information that he has. You can mitigate a lot of what happens to your blood sugar. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to have other negative side effects of overeating, which you, you still could. Um, but he showed me, you know, time and time again of all these different clients that he has. They're, they're wearing a continued glucose monitor and you, you see like there's no spike. It's flat. You know, their glucose is flat. Their glucose is like at like 100. Even when they're eating like a carbohydrate rich meal. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Because they had the protein and fats uh, prior. So interesting. So I'm like, well, shit, let me put this thing to the test. And um, I have a continued glucose monitor. So um, I'll make the effort to get that sucker hooked up and um, just see see what it does. But again, it's not, it's not, um, y- you don't, you don't get to just eat whatever you want, but you get to, you could have a big meal and it won't have the same negative impact on your insulin Like it may otherwise. Hmm. So I might have like uh, some pasta and some meatballs or something like that just to kind of put it to the test and see, see what it does. I'll probably pick something each day to kind of uh, eat up on, you know, Um, try pizza and some different things like that. But you also need to keep in mind that during the entire day, I'm not going to be, you know, eating like an asshole. Yeah, I'm going to eat reasonable. I'm still going to train. I'm still going to do my walks. So, so, so I'm not trying to like sensationalize something and show you like, Hey man, you can just, you know, <laughs> you can just do this this way. And this is, there, there isn't really a cheat like that. If there is a cheat of any sort, and we talked about it 9 million times on this podcast, that's just, just eat a fuck ton of protein.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That is like, that is a, a, a decent cheat um or decent like a uh, hack, I guess you'd say eat a lot of protein. Cause you're going to notice that over time it will allow you to put that Ben and Jerry's back. It will, it will allow you to make better food choices, which if we can just have better behavior with our food, then uh, we're on the right track.
0: Uh, I'm curious, man, like, cause you know how Joel, whenever he mentions like, you know, eat this before this, it's a very specific food, you know, but in terms of this case, as far as the, um the effect that it has on your glucose levels, like, could you legit just have a ribeye and then go eat something like, What you're talking about, pasta and meatballs, Mm -hmm. and it would have that effect? Or are we we talking about a specific, like, ratio or a specific type? Yeah, so he basically just
2: said kind of like one-to-one. And uh, so one-to-one ratio of protein to fat, so that an egg would be perfect. Or even some cheese, something Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, He mentioned a whey protein shake with uh, some olive oil in it or something like that. (laughs) He didn't really he didn't say how much it matters on the amounts, but I'm imagining like, um, you know, any, anything above like 10 grams or something was probably decent enough to kind of register as a, a meal of mm-hmm. some sort. And, uh, he did say about, you know, 30 minutes of like kind of lead time before you, uh, have the meal. Mm. Um, we can have him on the show cause we can, we can talk about it, but that might be, um, it might be worth chatting with him about now, as far as like, Weird protocols? Yes. (laughs) His protocols are fucking out there. He gave me like a a list of stuff to go get. And I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to do half of that stuff. (laughs) But he wants to try to like strategically set up your gut microbiome with these certain foods. Um, Regardless of that, um, he was just mentioning we can kind of preset your stomach up to handle some of these foods that you might eat in the next couple days. Mm Mm-hmm. And so he had a handful of recommendations when it came to that. He had IMO, which is a type of fiber that's in like baby food, and then he had uh reds, which you know how people have greens, well they make reds as well. Reds are just what's found in fruit. Yeah. Um and so he and those those are two easy recommendations. I'm like I can do that. That's so simple. And he, what he's trying to do is he's trying to set the stomach up to be able to handle some of the foods that I might introduce and be able to it makes a lot of sense because, you know, why, why, would, um, why would one person be able to handle carbohydrates so much better than another if, if they're uh, similar body size, similar uh, muscle mass? Like, what would be the, a similar age? Like, mm-hmm. what would be the difference? Well, the difference would be uh, their gut. The difference would be how often they're used to eating some of these foods and, and things like that. And so that's what he's trying to. He's trying to, like, kind of preset your stomach up to handle some of these foods, but I'm going to, I'm going to put some of it to the test. Nice. Is he going to have you um, eat a bunch of grilled cheese sandwiches again? Yeah. Grilled cheese sandwiches. I mean, yeah, just, I mean, it could be, it doesn't really matter exactly what it is. You can kind of eat whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, you got to keep in mind, I'm going to eat something beforehand. So the eating something beforehand, you know, probably prevents you from eating seven grilled cheese sandwiches. You probably only eat like three, (laughs) right? (laughs) Right. Um, and then same thing with like eating something like pizza, like I, all Mm -hmm. throughout the day, I'm going to be eating steak and eggs and normal diet food. Right. And probably utilizing some intermittent fasting here and there. So when I do eat the pizza at night, I might hammer five, six, seven, maybe I get to eight slices of pizza. That would be pretty, that would be pretty good. Um, but again, it's, it's, it's getting a little bit offset, uh, with the food that you're having previously it doesn't negate. i want to make sure people understand i'm not saying that this is negating calories like this is not um but it is changing the way your body responds to it just like the heated and cooled carbohydrates right when you cool carbohydrates um it 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 changes uh how many carbohydrates are actually in there um and it's kind of weird but that's like with with (laughs) rice and and things like that yeah so heated if when you heat rice up and then you cool it it becomes a resistant starch and so therefore it has some oh, fibers God, in it and so the fibers aren't digested or registered the same way as just regular carbohydrates so what impact that has on like how jacked you look <laughs> i i don't know but i want to kind of test it i was actually like i was like man this some of this is so complicated sometimes from joel because he's just really super intelligent and but also doesn't maybe possess the ability to like boil it all down to uh-huh. something that's really easy to follow. I'm like, it'd just be cool if I could have him here for a couple of days and just see if he, like he could yeah. literally walk me through mm-hmm. it, you know, almost like live with me for a couple of days.
0: Yeah. Like it, it's funny. It'd be that-
2: great to show people all
0: this, you mm-hmm. know, it would, it's funny that, um, it's funny that we mentioned this right after saying, "Hey, coming off the carnivore diet, don't eat a whole mm-hmm. pizza." But Joel's a guy that like didn't he do something where he ate mm-hmm. some stuff and then he ate a whole pizza? Or am I tripping? No, no, yeah, gonna,
2: yeah.
1: He has a whole <laughs> protocol, you know, in regards to like how to kind of eat a whole hack, cheese pizza. Or something. You hack a yeah, pizza
2: we, or hack mm-hmm. drinking alcohol? Yeah, that yeah pizza, ice cream, and yeah, mm-hmm. and booze. Yeah, we gotta have him back like on a regular we, we basis. Yeah, it was. um... What the hell was that? He put something on a pizza. Um, I want to say it was cactus something or other, but Mm -hmm. I can't remember. It was some sort of vegetable. Wow. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, like cinnamon. Cinnamon is supposedly like a glucose disposal agent. It's supposedly supposed to, uh, my understanding of it, is supposed to kind of shuttle the carbohydrates, I guess, like in the muscle cells. I I don't know if it does that or not. And Mm -hmm. I don't know how much fucking cinnamon you need. Mm -hmm. Right. Like how Mm -hmm. much cinnamon can you possibly... You know, you're going to use a dash of cinnamon in your coffee or something like that, right? It's like, you're yeah. not going to use that much. Mm-hmm. So does that actually do anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because cinnamon's
1: that ingredient where it's like, oh, this is really good. And then you have a little bit too much and it's like, oh, it ruined. Coughing, yeah. <laughs> it ruined everything. You know right. what, though? Like,
0: mm, this, this is a dangerous thing to say. Um, it's not something that I do often, but this is this is where I think... Mm, this is it, think, bro. Okay, this mm-hmm. is where I think some some fasting does come into play. Like some OMAD stuff does mm-hmm. come into mm-hmm. play because it's like on on those days where I'm just like I'm I'm out with somebody and I'm like we're just like let's have some pizza or whatever. Maybe that's a plan. Mm-hmm. I probably didn't eat anything all day, right? Like just being real, I probably didn't eat anything all day, and then I could hammer down a lot of it. Right. And the total, like, it's not something you do often, but the total caloric amount, let's say it's like fourteen, fifteen hundred calories. Mm-hmm. So what? Right. Right. It, it's it's one day. It's one meal. It's 1500 calories. You go on your next day. You're doing your thing like this is where that type of thing really does just seem to seem to make a difference because I remember Andrews told me he's like, oh, how can you eat pizza or whatever? And then like you can eat pizza without gaining body fat. I'm like, no, if I was eating the normal way I eat and then I eat like pizza and fried chicken and ice cream, I will get fatter. But no, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> shut up <You> will not. <laughs> but if I strategize with this that stuff and it's like a day where I haven't eaten anything or I've eaten very minimal amounts of food mm-hmm. and I go and I have some of this mm-hmm. the total load isn't too crazy it's not something I do often but it's it's like doable
2: right I think uh, when someone is really heavy when somebody has been sitting on the couch and somebody has um, developed a lot of bad habits over yeah. a period of time it's so much easier for them to continue to gain body fat. It's so much easier for them to kind of continue down that road. They actually made it quite difficult in a lot of cases. Um, even, even when somebody does say, Hey, you know, I don't understand what happened. I went to 2000 calories and I'm still kind of stuck. Uh, sometimes they're legitimately stuck. Sometimes they're not maybe able to do it consistently for long enough for many, for enough days for it to add up to be uh, Uh, a a negative caloric deficit for long enough to where they actually start to really lose weight. But sometimes they are, you know, putting, putting in their best effort and they're not really getting anywhere. It's because you have to get yourself to be a little healthier in order to really start to lose weight and to have it sort of accumulate. Mm -hmm. And it takes, it takes a long time, but for you, you've set yourself, you're on the other side of the spectrum where you, you are, you're lean You have a lot of muscle mass. And so a lot of the calories that you might consume are going to repair the muscle, keep the muscle. The body wants homeostasis. Your body's like, hey, we're usually pretty jacked and we're usually about 240. So let's try to keep everything about the same. And so somebody might see you eat pizza and be like, how does he get away with that? It's not really getting away with it. You paid your dues. You put your time in. You gained a lot of muscle when you were young. You've been able to hold on to it. It's just, it's, you know, it's just the way your body is now. And it would take a lot of time. It would take actually probably a, a really long time for you to set your body back the other direction to where it's really easy to gain a lot of body fat to gain some body fat. Of course, you can gain some body fat quick, very quickly in the course of a couple of weeks. Yeah. But for you to have it like, you know, pile up on top of itself, uh, it, you end up, you know, with with the position of you're just on the opposite position of where some people are uh, that have developed these bad habits. And you're a lot of times people are, they're either in that position where their body is so stuck in that mode of like, they can gain a lot of body fat very easily Mm -hmm. or they're stuck in a mode of just, they've been skinny their whole life been very, very skinny. And like, I can't seem to gain new weight. And they, you know, tell you how much they eat every day. And, but their body is just is is stuck in that mode and it's going to take a lot of consistency for a long time. So. The best way to be able to party and the best way to be able to eat what you want is to try to figure out how do I get on the other side of things? How do I get myself a little bit leaner? How do I get my how do I get my body fat down? How do I not even just get your body fat down, but um, have a physique transformation where Your body fat has gone down and your muscle mass has come come up a little bit over Mm -hmm. the years. That's ideally what you're seeking out. And if there is any crazy benefit to taking a steroid, that would be it right there because a a shift. Now, you don't get more than one shift, but you get you could have a shift. You could very easily gain uh, five to maybe 10 pounds of muscle, let's just say in a few months. I'm not going to put a time on it because I don't know how long it would take to do that. Five to ten pounds of muscle, holy fuck, man, that's like out of nowhere for you to all of a sudden have an extra five or ten pounds of muscle. I don't know how many calories that chews up, but it certainly chews up a lot more than having five or ten pounds of fat on your body yeah it's, it's a very it's a very active. Uh, the muscles are very active and they, they um they chew up the most amount of calories out of every single thing that's on your body. so it's it's important to that's why we talk so much about training, about lifting. Your lifting is really important. And then we see so many people, and this is like something I only heard more recently, people talking about, but this has been, this is, this should have been talked about from the get go. Whenever someone's trying to lose weight, they try to do more and they try to take in less. It's like, man, how in the hell is that going to (laughs) work? That doesn't seem to really like, you're like, I want to become the best jujitsu practitioner in the world. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to sleep until that happens. We would be like, what? Dude, you're going to, you're going to on day three, you're going to be really sick, man. Like, (laughs) you're not going to feel very good. Like, I don't care, man. I'm obsessed with it. I'm going to do it. That's the same thing that people are doing when they're not really consuming any calories. It's like, where's this energy going to come from? Mm -hmm. So you might have to have, you might be on a diet that has 2,500 calories. Previously, you might've been eating junk. And you might have been eating uh, a little less. Maybe you've been eating a little bit more, whatever the number turns out to be. But this 2,500 calories might be a sweet spot for you. Every single time you go to the gym, you can put in a little bit more oomph into it. Maybe before you were only eating 2,000 calories, but you were still fat off of that because you weren't moving much. Now you're moving. Now you feel good. Now you're in the gym. You're able to put in more effort than you have ever put in before because the quality of the food, the food choices that you made are excellent. They're on point. Now you're starting to gain muscle mass. Now you're starting to snowball in the way that you want to snowball rather than being that person that's stuck on the couch. You're moving more during the day randomly. You're sleeping better and recovering better at night. It just leads to a lot of all like way better habits. Yeah. And it's not even random. And it's not even random movement. It's because you have more energy. Exactly. You're energized. You're energized from those great workouts. How bad does it suck when you have a shitty workout? Oh, man. You yeah. go in there and you start moving around, and you're like, nothing. F- Why does the five pound dumbbells feel like 20? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nothing feels good. And you're like, my shoulder kind of hurts. Then you go to do something else. You're like, my neck kind of hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you go to do something else. You're like, man, this like just everything's just totally uncomfortable for that given day. Sometimes you're overworked, but a lot of times you're under eating too. So yeah. you got to try to work these things out. If you, like a lot of people, they're trying to find a way to enjoy their diet and I think the best way to enjoy your diet which sounds counterintuitive but it's to be fucking jacked that's the best way to be able to enjoy your diet is to be lean if you're seven percent body fat you can afford to enjoy it
0: yeah no that's very true I I have a question for you because what I mentioned before before you said that um, some people No matter what their stage, even if they're at the beginning stage of their diet, they still have um, things that they call a cheat meal Mm -hmm. or some people to cheat day. Um, I know, like in the past, you've talked about ways that it could be beneficial. But, you know, depending on that person's stage, that that cheat meal from everything that we've been talking about in this episode could be something that totally pushes them back because let's say you're doing carnivore. But then on Friday night, you're like, I want to have a cheat meal. I'm going to have just a bunch of stuff. Right. And you're trying to change your palate, but it like it totally moves you back. How
2: beneficial do you think or how not beneficial do you think that is? I think we have to be careful with um, how much forceful depriving we do to ourselves. (laughs) You know, it's great to develop discipline and it's great to. It's great to learn to not react to everything that you desire all the time. However, I think you can get kind of, um, I don't know if you felt this before with bodybuilding, but you can get kind of depressed when you keep eating the same fucking food all the time. Like you're, you're into it. You're like, all right, yeah, I can do it. And you, there is a side of you that says, no, fuck it, man. This is the commitment I made. I'm, I'm going all in on this, but you can like, you get in a weird, you get in a weird, you're getting a really weird funk, man. It's yeah. not good. And so I think the cheat meal, I think, can be something that can be great to alleviate some of that stress. Like, we don't want to be that stress because if we have that much negative stress, um, you're not going to end up with the body that you wanted anyway. And then, uh, on top of it, who wants mental health issues? Like, we don't want, I mean, that's, yeah, a lot of the times we started lifting in the first place to feel better about ourselves. You know, feel good enough about yourself to attract the opposite sex or attract whatever sex you're into. Feel good enough to just do the things that you love to do in life in general. Have more confidence in yourself. Well, now you deprive yourself so much that you're kind of like frumpy. You're not yourself. You're kind of grumpy. You're moody. You know, we hear people talk about, oh, you know, I'm going to get ready for a show. So you got to be prepared for me to be an asshole. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So the cheat meal or the idea of like bringing in these desired foods makes a ton of sense. If you uh, are somebody that really has a hard time controlling that, then if you have a partner or you have a friend or you have somebody around, you can say, Hey man, like I'm going to go out with you tonight and I'm going to just like let loose on my food. But you know, make sure I, you know, you could tell it like I I used to tell my wife sometimes I'm like, I'm going to eat whatever when we go out to eat. But don't let me stop at the store to get candy or ice cream or any of that kind of stuff. And you know, sometimes it wouldn't work, but a lot
1: of times she <laughs> might want it too, right?
2: But a, a lot of a lot of times it would, you know, it would work well enough, right? And so you just—I think—you need to know what kind of person you are. But you also, when it comes to this sort of stuff, you have to know how to get yourself back out of it. So in the war on carbs book that I wrote years ago, I talked about fasting into stuff and fasting out of it. You don't want to be a crazy person either. You don't want to be like running on the treadmill, like a maniac Monday morning because you ate something bad on Sunday. Yeah. We don't want to punish ourselves like that gets into a whole nother category of things. But if you ate, you know, you just went at it and ate a bunch of pizza and a bunch of your favorite stuff on a Friday night, Saturday morning, we now have to figure out how do we get, back on track because your mind is still going to be there Mm -hmm. your mind is still going to be on those foods and so we have to figure out do we fast for a good portion of the day and then wait till we're hungry enough to where we do have you know a steak or something flavorful for me what's always really worked well is to have a day where i i have a cheat meal and the next day it's like a a, the diet is not black or white it's like gray you know the diet is just You want to have a couple quest bars. You want to have a couple things that are not normally part of your plan. Here's a good day to do it. You want to eat a little extra calories. You want to eat more food. Like I did mention fasting earlier, but the only reason why I mentioned fasting was to make sure that you get hungry enough for these different, uh, for these foods that you have to diet with all the time. If Mm -hmm. that makes any sense. Like I want you to be hungry for it again, but it's a good day to also just eat a, eat a shit ton of food. Like that's a good way to mitigate and to push back a lot of those hunger and a lot of those cravings. So I do think cheat meals are really, really important because you can find yourself. I've even found myself the first time I ever did carnivore. I was about two weeks in and I was like, just kind of miserable. And I'm like, what? I'm like, why am I like, I'm like, this never happens to me. What's going on? And it was just the food. I was just tired of eating the food, but I also didn't have the knowledge then. I didn't know. I didn't realize Dr. Baker talked a lot about red meat so I thought I just had to eat red meat. Mm-hmm. I I was a steak and a uh, ground beef and I went back and forth and I didn't use any weird ingredients. I just used salt. Um and that made me crazy. Like after a while it made after only 2 weeks it made me a little nutty. And I was like I need to like bring in other foods. Now I have the knowledge to like make wings and to make other things and to throw different seasoning on there and and just try it differently. So now It's not as big of a problem, but those cheat meals can be big. (laughs) Andrew, do you like free shit? I'm just curious because some people, when they see something's free,
0: they have those like you say, this is your signature skeptical hippo eyes.
1: Yeah, skeptical hippo. Exactly. I have skeptical hippo eyes when anything is free. But once I find out it's legit, if it's free, it's me. Okay. Well, let me tell you something that's legit. Uh, you know <laughs> that our
0: favorite electrolyte, Element electrolytes yes. that we talk about all the time, yes. they're awesome. You yes. see, in my hand, I have eight Element electrolytes Oh, here. my god. Eight, right? Balling. Element is going to send
1: you free electrolyte packets. Eight free packets, and all you have to pay for is... $5 shipping. $5 shipping. But is there any hoops, any weird things, if I've tried it before, like anything weird? Nah. Nothing. Literally, they just want they just want to give you eight packets
0: of these awesome electrolytes and you just pay for the damn shipping. There's no way that any of you can say, oh, I've never tried element electrolytes
1: because <laughs> right now you're going to get it for free. Absolutely free. Yes, that's right. All you have to do is go to drink dot com slash power project and claim your element recharge pack. Absolutely free. All you have to do is pay these measly five dollar shipping, but you get to try all these different flavors. Head there right now.
0: If you don't do this, you're hopeless. <laughs> what you said there though in terms of getting yourself back into it makes a lot of sense it's like instead of having that cheat meal on the next day you're just right back on and you're trying to be regimented and it's super stressful you are gradually setting yourself back into that diet rather than just trying to flip the switch because trying to flip the switch a lot of times is it's rough and then that night you're like oh fuck it i'm gonna have pizza again <laughs> right but if, if on that day you're a little bit loose and you're making it a little bit easy and potentially i don't know maybe the day after that you're even you're getting a little bit tighter on it boom then it's easier to get yourself right mm-hmm. back into the diet at least I, that it, it seems like that make that yeah. that's what you're talking about here
2: mm-hmm. yeah just something to look forward to on both days so mm-hmm. the one day you know you're gonna just have at it and the next day you're like i'm gonna eat some chalk zero peanut butter cups at night you know and I'm uh, not going to be too worried about my how how much I eat, you know, and I think that's a great way of doing it. It's worked well for me. Mm -hmm. But the absolute biggest
0: thing there is like when that does happen, if that does happen on accident, let's say it wasn't like a cheat meal you planned for. It's just a binge session that happened. um, Don't don't totally fall off. I think that's where. That's where it just it just gets bad because a lot of people are like, oh, this is this is too tiring. It doesn't work. Then they just totally fall off the diet for weeks and months. and Then they end up back at stage zero or they end up gaining even more weight back. So they're an even worse spot. Just don't fully
2: fall off because mm-hmm. that's the worst thing that could happen And you're going to fall off quickly. Like once you start to have those influences of other foods, tacos and burritos and uh Chinese food and like these things man they have so much flavor they're so good yeah like who do, I I've actually have yet to meet anyone that doesn't like Chinese food I love it do you guys know anybody <laughs> that like Chinese food it's so good like I was like hey man we're going to Chinese food you guys be like party let's go <laughs> what's orange chicken is that chinese yeah. or is that mm-hmm. japanese chinese
1: Chinese. then i love chinese food <laughs>
0: <laughs> orange chicken's so good there's, there's so amazing. many different
2: options and they all taste they taste so different but yeah orange chickens orange, orange chicken's that, yeah. my shit yeah I actually, it doesn't even sound like it should be that good it
1: shouldn't it's be great yeah i actually made some uh like some chicken fried rice but it's like a like it's uh it's the anabolic version of it. Anabolic mm. chicken fried right. It's so good. It sounds good. I made a big old thing of it last night for the family. They all loved it and I'm like, Fuck, I gotta make some more for tomorrow then. China doesn't have an obesity epidemic, do they?
0: No, they not. got great food though. <laughs> great food. So what? They just like they're like okay, let's give it to these Americans and make. Oh them yeah, check. we're, we're not going
2: to eat it. Yeah, there's there's Stan efforting in it, right? Like yeah. where Stan was feeding me and Burdick the peanut the uh, uh, peanut butter and jelly <laughs> sandwiches. They, they kept they all, all the good stuff for themselves.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you, Mark, and correct me if I I misunderstood when when you had mentioned it a, a while back, but. You know, I've been looking into different diets and then learning like, oh, calories in, calories out. It works for everybody. But you're like, it might not work for somebody if they haven't quite turned the corner. Because, you know, I'd have like these weird foods. Like today I have chicken fried rice. You know, it's it's a, it tastes incredible. But I could definitely see how that could lead to like, oh, I'm going to stop by Panda Express at, on the way home or something, you know, because I got a little little taste of it. But what did you mean by like calories in calories out might not work for somebody if they're still not over the hump as as in regards to getting a hold on their, um, their diet and nutrition?
2: Yeah. I think like, you know, if you were to work out the math, you know uh, we could look at it and say, you know, this person ate uh, 3000 calories every single day. And, and that amount of food would, would be like maintenance level. They wouldn't, they wouldn't gain any weight. They did it for seven days. I would think it'd be, 21,000 calories for the week or whatever. I, I think what happens is, is that the numbers are slightly off uh, for various reasons um, and many people, even people that are fans of counting calories have talked about this. Food labels are off. Uh, the way that you handle 3,000 calories might be different from the way that I handle 3,000 calories and so I think there's a lot of room for um, manipulation. I don't know how much though. You know, I don't know if we're talking about a thousand calories, uh, you know, I, or if we're only talking about a few hundred calories. I don't know how far off some of these numbers would be, but it still is a unit of measure. And that's that's all we have for 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 trying to figure out how much energy we're, we're taking in. We have calories. That's all that's all we got. So I think a lot of times when we when we see somebody, you know, say like, oh, I've been eating more and I've been losing more weight, um, they might be 100 percent. They might be 100% accurate in what they're saying. They most likely are probably not eating an abundance more calories. They might be eating a little bit more calories, but probably not a whole lot more. They might be eating more protein, which we've talked about before on the show, where I think protein shouldn't have four calories per gram. Um, And we also talked about how the food labels and things can have some inaccuracy. But I think ultimately what we're talking about here is that the energy out on the person is really, really hard to regulate. It's hard to it's hard to know what it is. Human behavior is so hard to um, put in any context to or to know, like somebody might move around a lot because they fell in love, you know, because they somebody might move around a lot because they they like to dance and they heard a new album. That's great. And they want to move more. They could just be really excited about something. They could really feel good about their grades in school. And so they're walking more. They're riding their bike more. They're doing like all these different things more. And then they might report to someone and say, hey, I'm eating a lot more. <laughs> and, you know, I'm I'm able to lose weight. While that other person who maybe is a little depressed, a little down, they can't seem to even pull themselves off the couch to get moving, to get walking. Um, and even in some cases, some of those guys might hit the gym. They might have a good workout, but they're trying to eat less. And because they're putting less fuel in the tank, when they go and do their training session, they don't have enough. Mm. And that's where they keep falling behind. And that's where the rich get richer and the poor get poorer type mentality where you have the guy who's jacked already in there banging out pull-ups, bent over rows, uh overs and he gets this great workout in in a condensed period of time, whereas this other person that's dumping in a little less fuel into into their dumping in a little less energy. They kind of have a crap workout and they're, they're burning off a lot less calories. So I always like to start outside of the kitchen. You know, people say that abs are made in the kitchen and this is going to be the number one way to like lose weight. And I do agree with that, but I think that that's the hardest place for anyone to make any sort of progress. I think you do it first by having some sort of movement in there that is manageable, reasonable, also maybe challenging enough to where it's not completely just boring the hell out of you. Right. Um, so I think the calorie equation, um, if it was perfect, uh, I think that it would, it would work for everybody all the time. I think ultimately it does work for everybody all the time. It's just, it's just that our, what we had, what we had in mind for that particular person working well uh, may not have worked. It, it might it might take a lot of uh, manipulation. Might have to you know tr- try a bunch of different things uh, before you finally figure out what's the best fit. Because we've heard so many people over the years say, "Oh man, I I tried that and it didn't work, or I ate less and it didn't work." Mm. But if we just start out with eating less, you most likely aren't going to be able to do it for long enough to have it register that you're actually really losing weight. And there's some people I don't think in your case, Andrew. And this is like, this would be question number one to anyone you're trying to help lose weight. Do you think you have a food addiction? You know, I would say with you just by even just by looking at you and not even communicating with you about it. I would say no. You know, look at Carlos or somebody like that in here as well. Does he have a food addiction? Maybe he's got a sweet tooth. Maybe he likes certain junk food or whatever. But he doesn't appear to like really be stuck on food. I'm sure the guy has probably gone through. Many times where he's like, I kind of forgot to eat today. Mm. You know, you can kind of just in, envision that for some people, and maybe that's not the case for them. But the the um, whether somebody's really attached to their food or not can can play uh, really largely into how you set up their nutrition, how you set up their diet.
0: Yeah, and then like you mentioned, the outside factors play a big role. I mean, if we are all robots, then like just that would it would work better for everybody, mm-hmm. but. The the individuals that you see, and this isn't a deterrent for somebody not to count their calories. It is, a, a, it's something beneficial to do, but the individuals that you see really thriving on it are, and really able to manipulate things up and down in the ways that they want are people who already have kind of that routine set in individuals that like, maybe they're getting ready for a bodybuilding show figure or whatever. And you see them have these crazy transformations where they lose like 30 pounds in whatever amounts of months. And they do it consistently all the time. So easily. Well, it's because they've probably already been on top of their sleep. They're probably doing a lot of the same type of workouts all the time. They're, you know, they're, A lot of these things, these structures have been set in for a long time, and then they just manipulate their food and they're able to go up and down. But someone who's just starting out, who doesn't have consistent sleep, who doesn't have consistent exercise, consistent movement, there's all of these other factors that they don't have handled, trying to just add in counting their calories there's going to be a lot of variability there because there's a lot of things that they haven't gotten done yet that they haven't been able to figure out just yet.
2: I also would say it's probably pretty rare for anyone to track really, really bad food. So mm-hmm. you're tracking, you're tracking, mm-hmm. you're, you're like right. chicken, rice, uh, <laughs> you know, bacon, two eggs, four egg whites. So uh, you're tracking, you're writing shit down, you're popping it into your app and everything. And then, mm-hmm. you know, peanut butter cups, six slices of pizza. Like you're, <laughs> nah, you, that, that's not now oh, I- if you're, if you're, yeah, if you're really, if you're really paying attention, um, then you would, then you would actually probably track the junk food more so than anything else. Cause, uh, it's just so dense and it's so easy to overeat. And if you're like, Oh shit. Like if you like, imagine if you tracked it in real time, you're like, all right, I'm going to put in one slice of pizza and you track it and you see the calories. Bink. And then you're like, I'm <laughs> going to go eat another one. And you tracked it before you ate it, you know? And you might kind of rethink it and be like, "Oh, this is fucking adding up quick. I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm going over my limit." But I, 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 like just in my own experience, and I haven't tracked food a lot. I just remember, like, when I would cheat, I would just like not write it down. It just wouldn't be part of the. I, I wasn't using an app, but it wouldn't be part of the process. I wouldn't like, you know, write that shit down.
1: Yeah, that actually might be a good teaching tool. You know, like how you've said, like, don't, don't worry about tracking. Just eat the right foods. It's like, well, maybe the only time you track is to actually track the bad foods. I would
2: also say, like, just why not try everything? You know, like you should try Like if you're if you're really concerned about your about losing body fat, then you should examine everything I have. I've tried everything that there is. Well, I think I've I've done everything that I can. Um, I used to like physically write it down. I've used an app. I've done a bunch of different things. Um, and then you just find out what works best Mm -hmm. for you. And so like, I might tout, you know, Hey, look, just food choices, but that might be really hard for somebody due to all the reasons that we just talked Mm -hmm. about. Somebody might be, uh, depressed, you know, and maybe they don't have the energy to make good food choices most of the day. So therefore tracking might be a little bit easier because it will, it can work. Um, but I just, I just think that the number one place to always start in my opinion is to start with some sort of movement. Just any kind of, how can you add in a little bit of extra movement? I'm not talking about your construction job. I'm not talking about you walking your dogs. I'm talking about a little bit of extra movement somewhere. And then if you're gonna move a little extra, where's that gonna come from? Because you can't make something out of nothing. So are are you gonna have better nutrition practices? Because that would help you move more. Are you gonna have better sleep practices? That would help you move more. Are you going to have better hydration practices that would assist, that would help you move more. If you're not, then things are going to be, it's going to be really, it's going to be hard because you're not going to want to move. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I've found that, you know, for me, tracking just
1: helps just educate me period. You know, like now I have a better understanding of, you know, a, a good portion control even and all that good stuff and also helps you cook. Um, you know making foods that at, at you know making a recipe that calls for x amount of grams of this and that and that and this like you kind of can't fail on it you know whatever you're making
2: ends up coming out really really good
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah you're supposed to have 10 grams of fat and correct 40 grams of protein and 50 grams of carbs mm-hmm. yeah you now you have to think okay well what do i cook for that yeah what am i gonna make What are we gonna make that's gonna equal that and you can get crafty with it and you can make you know a, a some tacos or you can just cook up some chicken, broccoli and rice. Right. Make your fake cheese pizza. Mm-hmm. Haven't you done that before? Oh,
1: all the time. I've had it for the past couple of weeks. Uh, <laughs> being at being, I you know, it. having, having the newborn, you know, I'm trying my best not to like, ah, oh, shit, we didn't cook food. I got to run to the, you know, drive through real quick, which has happened. But yeah, like before I left work and I don't do this every day, I'm going to try to do this as often as I can. But like I, I made Stephanie some chaffles before I left and then Mm. I I put together a, uh, a gluten-free pizza for her. Like all you have to do is put it in the oven, like little things like that. But when those little things are a, I know you're not going to like it, but like a fat free, low fat pizza. I don't dislike it, man. I'm just like, I'm I'm giving you shit, but that is so
0: much better than going to Domino's. Correct.
1: (laughs) Yes. And so like the same thing with this, I've mentioned it a hell of times, but it's a really, really good recipe from Remington James, the um, the uh, chicken fried rice. He calls it like hibachi something, something. Uh, it's incredible, dude. I made it last night, again, for my family. And then my father-in-law came over and he loved it too. And I'm like, how much better is it to have this on hand than, you know, running out to the store, just period, making this food choice as opposed to a full fat, full carb, low protein version of it. This one is really high in protein. Hell of chicken, egg whites, it's so good or like
0: i mean let's think about this like instead of like we were talking about cheat meals or pizza or whatever about a quest pizza mm-hmm. oh,
1: those absolutely. things are damn yes. good yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: and 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 the nutrition facts on it are pretty accurate if if, if you're mm-hmm. gonna say if, if there's gonna be a company that's gonna have close to accurate nutrition yeah, right. facts mm-hmm. they're gonna have it on
2: there well yeah. just yeah why not go somewhere in between sometimes i think mm-hmm. that's the biggest issue right and um if if we're if somebody's thinking about like man I got to get back on my diet and the the <laughs> the leading thing to get back on their diet the hardest hurdle for them to jump is to like weigh their food or think that they ah oh, you know my other scale broke or I got to buy that and like just once you start thinking all those thoughts I mean when you start to throw up roadblocks like that that means that you need to start right away like you need to start right now mm-hmm. The a good cue for you to like just get involved now and don't think that you need to do much of anything except for make better choices. I mean, making better choices is number one. However, you come to those conclusions on how you make those better choices, that's kind of up to you. If if tracking your food helps with the choices, then that's great. If um, just you know thinking about like your your favorite uh, foods that have a lot of protein in them, if that works well for you, then. Then, then go that route, but don't allow any of this stuff that we're talking about to deter you. Oh, I don't want to do the carnivore diet. I don't even like meat that much. Don't deter that. Don't have that deter you from getting healthy. Don't let that be like a roadblock into not getting healthy. We just had a keto-tarian on. We never heard of it before. Nope. <laughs> that plant was based, crazy, yeah. yeah, plant based keto guy. How, where the hell does he get his fat from? You know, Is he eating avocados all day over there or something. You know, <laughs> it's it's got olive to, oil. Yeah, olives, right? <laughs> yeah, it's got to be uh, kind of an interesting interesting diet but there's so many options for people out there don't let anything get in your way don't think anything's too hard or whatever just you got you got some walking you got some lifting and you have a nutrition piece of it we got some sleep but if you can be consistent with all of it at least a little bit even if you fall off here and there and even if you do eat a quest pizza you have some quest bars you have some things that are slightly off plan eat some granola bars Just you're in it for the long haul. This is not, this is not something that you just do in a day. It's not something you do in two days. It's not something you do in a week. It's going to take months. It's going to take years for you to get to where you want. I will say this, anybody that I've told to eat more protein that has seemed to have the biggest impact. There's people that, that I've talked to that just are like, yeah, I've gotten, they're like, I've gotten a little leaner simply from that one tip of just eating more protein because it's deterring them from eating some of the other foods. So I think that eating protein is a, a really, really important thing and it can help you with making better food choices. It's
0: massive. Um, I want to mention this. If you guys haven't listened to that last episode that we had will, I think it, this episode is coming
1: on mm-hmm. after that. It is now. Yeah. It is. <laughs> oh, okay. It so is. It, it's live. So if you're catching this live, you have no idea what we're talking about, but yeah. it's going to be uh, published tomorrow morning. So when you're listening to this, the following morning, go back to yesterday. Mm. Mm -hmm. Time travel, y'all.
0: Time travel. So Will said something that was really cool. Like He's ketotarian, which is vegetarian keto, but he is pescatarian too. He adds fish to it. And he also said that he eats grass-fed beef every now and then. Like he does subscribe to a a certain type of diet for himself most of the time, but he allows himself ground, like he allows himself beef, right? Um, So I'm just mentioning that because it's it's an encouragement not to be too dogmatic with what you're doing currently. If you're doing something right now and you feel like Mark said, you feel like you're being deprived, do not feel scared and don't like, cause some people in the carnivore community, if you say you're doing something, they're like, you're not carnivore. like And they'll, they'll get on you for that. Don't, don't feel like you have to do that. And having a little bit of what freaking half potato makes you not carnivore or messes your diet up in any type of way. Right? So just, Allow yourself some things in a healthy manner, in a structured you, um,
2: manner. Do you personally have cravings? Yeah, and if you do, what do you do about them? Do you push them off for a little bit and see if you can go a little longer, or do you act on them? What do you usually do? I usually push them off a
0: little bit if it's been a long time since I've. Well, okay, this this if we're gonna put a, an order to this, I usually push it off because it'll just usually just go away. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm really feeling something, I'll have some eggs or I'll have some protein and. It'll usually go away. But if it's been a long time since I've had something, I'll have a bit of it. I'll go get some of it and I'll have it.
2: But it's, I think you're a little bit like myself too, uh, where like I I eat stuff that's a little bit off plan, probably about every other day. Like Mm. not nothing crazy. Like, it's not like I'm, I'm sitting there eating Snickers bars all day or anything (laughs) like that. But you know, with, with what my wife, with with what my wife cooks uh, at night sometimes, um, yeah, I'm eating some different, like she might make chicken that's like breaded or something like that. Uh, You know, know, and I'm, I'm eating that. Like, so I just, it's just like, it's just small things that are more exciting than what I normally eat. Mm -hmm. Um, and even just in terms of like the amount of food that I eat, sometimes it's, you know, I'm just pretty damn hungry. So I'll like, you know, make a huge, I'll make a huge omelet. I'll overeat, which is a which, which is a cheat, right? Like you, you just you, you eat this giant ass omelet or you throw tons of cheese on it or something like that. Yeah. You eat this like big ass meal. And so uh, I do that probably, you know, a few a few times a week. Have you ever, do you guys know what spam masubis are? Mm mm. <laughs> yeah. Do you? Do? Yeah. I All right. I've never had one. Oh, but. It's so good.
1: <laughs> I, I can't. It's the seaweed that I can't get through. Oh, mm. come on, Andrew. All right. Spam
0: masubi is this, this dish that like you'll get like these. Uh, Hawaiian Asian food places or polka whatever or poke spots where they legit put a thing of spam in between rice and they wrap it in mm. seaweed tastes amazing before that point I never bought spam because I was like what the hell but recently spam. at Costco mm. I mm. saw like wow spam is cheap for this mystery <laughs> meat <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so I great. bought it and I've been having fun with spam for the past few weeks Spam it is smells so good. horrible but it tastes how are you what are you making it in i I usually like i usually have it with like rice or something sometimes i usually have like an omelet i'm 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 like i just frying it i just fry it on its own like i don't even need to use anything i just fry it on its own and put it in some eggs and
1: yeah yeah something we have in the family is uh spam stew spam stew so it just that sounds great it's oh it's so good so it's like it's 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 soup but little cubes of spam yeah and everybody's only searching for the spam. Nobody gives a shit about the potatoes and everything else. It's just you, you take a bite of that and my mouth is watering right yeah.
2: now. Spam. I love me some spam. I think it's really critical for people to be just a little cautious of filling up on junk food. You know, like I I was mentioning a little earlier about like Chinese food and some of these different things. When you fill up on these foods, they're so hyper palatable. Mm-hmm. They taste so damn good. Yeah. that It's hard to flip your taste buds back the other way. Mm to eating healthy. So it'd be really hard to start your morning off with a donut and then two or three hours later, you know, be eating chicken breast and rice and broccoli. It'd be very hard to do that. So for for me personally, if I'm going to eat something bad, it's It's almost always at night because then I use the next day as like a reset, you Mm -hmm. know, it's like, okay, well now I'm going to go back to being good, go back to being, uh, you know, on this plan. So you'll notice too, when you fill up on junk that, uh, the foods that you're supposed to eat, the foods that are going to get you to where you want to be, they're not that appealing to you anymore. You're like, oh, I don't really, I don't really want, I don't want to eat that leftover food. I don't want to eat, even if you're cooking up something fresh, you just, you're like, I don't really feel like eating steak. Yeah. Whenever you say you don't feel like eating something, you that's a good opportunity right there to try to educate yourself more on why you feel that way and backtrack and say, oh, the fucking burrito that I ate at lunch, yep. you know, now your mind is drifting and. Now you're like, I, I want to go through some fast food and get some In-N-Out Burger.
1: Of course, yeah. If if we ever go In-N-Out for lunch or something, the, I know exactly how the rest of the day is going to go. It's like, okay, what's for dinner? And you look around, it's like, man, we don't have anything. Like, nothing looks good. Nothing sounds good. What are you craving? Like, I don't know. Like, it's it will jack you up.
0: But those Piedmontese patties with cheese mm-hmm. in between, honestly, like... See? yeah. That verse, because I always get um, I always get flying Dutchman in and out. Mm. So I mean, when I make those, it's like, Mm. sorry, these are better. (laughs) They really are.
1: Yeah, especially out of that smoker. But yeah, dude, those are really good. I have to toss them out Mm. asap. Yeah, I need to toss them out when I get home. Are you aware of this uh, football game that's coming up? There's a football game. There's a sports competition. It's uh
0: on sunday oh yeah no uh, no i do no uh a client of mine was talking he mentioned to i like me, that like,
1: he actually didn't know for no a second there. no because i <laughs> i personally didn't know the
0: city vikings are in it <laughs> Ooh, nice <laughs> he, he wants to eat some wings on sunday so he's like how can i strategize so i can have my wife mm. can make me some wings mm. so we talked about that but uh that's the
1: only reason why i knew about that <laughs> i'm gonna send you a recipe oh, it's really? super easy out of the air fryer oh wow lemon pepper wings I'll send it to you.
0: Real quick, I was picturing something and I had to mention this because it made me laugh. You know how you mentioning that Andy was uh, you'd have to tell her to like stop you from going to the store, but sometimes Hell she yeah, couldn't. Yeah, yeah. I just picture both of you guys riding in the car and you're like making a turn. Towards she grabs like, the wheel Raley's, and you're like, nope. And you just keep <laughs> heading into the store and you're just ignoring. It's just that's just just funny. Like oh, sometimes
1: you yeah. couldn't stop I've me. Been going, yeah, yeah. I've been going to the gym for 30 years straight just so I had the strength well, no.
2: to fight you to pull over. <laughs> no, you know how you know how women do it. They're like you sure you don't want anything like and it's Uh, because they want it. yes oh like don't be playing these fucking mind tricks with me right now (laughs) you sure you don't want to get any dessert (laughs) but you love the dessert here oh my god you sure it's like "Mm, i think you want dessert
1: no 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 no, no. like do you
2: okay fine do you want dessert well i mean if you want it oh you want it i'm too stupid just not to just not say anything and I'm always like, hey, look! If you want dessert, just order it. Yeah. And then, then, then I'm in trouble. It's not good. <laughs> I'm like, uh, fuck, man! What do I do now? Just, I just should never talk. That's that's how. Just make be. money and just shut up. <laughs> Pretty much is it.
1: Take us on out of here, Andrew. I will. Thank you, everybody, for checking out today's episode. Shout out to Piedmont T's for sponsoring today's episode. Link down in the description. Code POWERPROJECT for 25% off your order. And if your order is $99 or more, you get free two-day shipping. Please make sure you follow the podcast at Mark Power Project on Instagram, at MBPowerProject on Twitter. My Instagram and Twitter is at I am Andrew Z and Seema, where
2: you be. And Seema on Instagram YouTube. And Seema Yinyang on Twitter, uh, Mark. If you guys can guess how much Insema bench pressed in high school, I will send you some free Chinese food courtesy of the Power Project. Oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I'm at Mark Smelly Bell. Strength is never weakness, weakness is never strength. Catch you guys later.